Hello and welcome to the South Carolina Lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded on August 12th, 2022 from my home studio here in Columbia. Just so you know, some of the information in this podcast may have changed by the time you've heard it. I'm sounding good, but I'm still at home because everyone's scared of me. This episode features comments from Senator Lindsey Graham about President Joe Biden's most recent legislative accomplishment, the Inflation Reduction Act. Senator Graham also commented on the biggest news of the week slash summer slash year, the FBI search of former President Donald Trump's home this week. We have a 2024 campaign watch featuring recent comments by former governor and USUN ambassador Nikki Haley. And we're also on Biden vacation watch, Kiowa edition. In business, we look at the latest inflation and gas data and also take a look at recent route expansion by Breeze Airways. And Boeing is once again delivering Dreamliners after more than a year-long pause. In medical, we look at the latest CDC guidance involving COVID. Also, we want to hear your stories. That's why we have a voicemail box set up to hear from you all about your life during these mm, interesting times. Let's say interesting. You can leave us a one to three minute long voicemail at 803-563-7169. Leave us your name, where you're calling from, and what's going on in your world. We love hearing from you guys. Tell us about some interesting adventures you've recently been on. Maybe you've got this COVID strain that I just got over to. Maybe you're gearing up for back to school. BTS is here, folks. Let us know what you're doing. If you're shipping the kids off, let us know. 803-563-7169. Now for the latest in South Carolina. Currently, the spread of COVID-19 is medium, according to county-level data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. DHEC reported that for the week ending August 6, there were 15,811 cases of COVID-19, a 4.5% week-over-week increase. There were also seven deaths. Last week, on average, there were 587 South Carolinians hospitalized with COVID-19, 78 were in intensive care, and 25 were on ventilators. Currently, 52.7% of eligible South Carolinians are fully vaccinated. The Senate passed the $740 billion healthcare, climate, and tax reform bill known as the Inflation Reduction Act on Sunday, as we talked about in our previous pod. And as of our taping, the House was set to vote on the bill and send it to President Joe Biden's desk. The bill, among other things, represents the biggest investment to fight climate change by the country to date. But on Tuesday, Senator Lindsey Graham held a press conference with Governor Henry McMaster in his office in the State House to continue his campaign against the bill, which he, along with Senator Tim Scott and every Senate Republican, voted against. Now, the advisory for the press conference with the governor was sent around 4 p.m. Monday afternoon. And of course, later that evening, news broke of the FBI searching former President Donald Trump's home at Mar-a-Lago in Florida. So while Senator Graham and McMaster tried to talk up the negatives of additional IRS agents, investments in the climate, and their concerns about new taxes, to name a few, the press conference eventually focused on the initial fallout of the FBI search. But here's a bit of Graham on the bill before we get into that. In 2017, we passed a law that allowed business to expense the cost of new purchases of equipment in the same year they're made, incentivizing more equipment and business expansion. This bill eliminates that provision. That's how it raises the money, and it's going to de-incentivize uh, factory and equipment 
expansion and equipment purchase at a time we needed to get out of a recession. So that was really a bad idea. The bottom line is that this bill raises taxes and creates new federal government programs at a time that we're in a recession. And the best way to get out of recession is limit federal government spending and incentivize growth in the private sector. When Senator Graham was asked what the Republican Party's plan to tackle inflation is, since the Democrats' plan would only reduce it by a negligible amount, here's what Graham said. The public plan for reducing inflation is stop spending in Washington, increase incentives in the private sector to grow. So what happened here? The last thing you want to do in terms of domestic oil production is throw a wet blanket over it. Why do we want to be, you know, I believe climate change is real, but there's no reason to destroy our economy. So our plan is not to increase taxes on energy production in America. Our plan would be to make it easier to extract fossil fuels that we own here to be less dependent on foreign oil, buying oil from people who hate our guts. Our plan would be to keep the tax cuts that we had in 2017 in place. But Graham said that the search at Mar-a-Lago, reportedly dealing with classified government documents that have been stored there, has only unified support for Trump, whom he spoke with twice on Tuesday. We're 90 days before an election. The FBI sent agents to the home of a former president, the leading contender to be the nominee for 2024, and I wanna know why. I said two things. Nobody's above the law, but the law needs to be above politics. So if you're a Republican conservative, and you hear the FBI is going after Trump again, it sounds alarm bells. This is the same organization that obtained warrants against Carter Page in the Russian investigation that were so flawed the court rebuked the Department of Justice. This is the same FBI that had agents in charge of investigations of Trump that ignored every exculpatory matter and assumed the worst. The question is, was this necessary? Did they work with the Trump family and organization in a fashion to avoid having to do the raid? I don't know, but here's what I do know. I know doing this 90 days before an election reeks of politics. I know this is a dangerous precedent to set. Uh, and at the end of the day, there's a tremendous burden on the Department of Justice, in my view, to explain their actions, and I hope they will. I talked to the president just about an hour ago with Henry. The one thing I can tell you is that I believed he was going to run before. I'm stronger in my belief now. With conspiracy theories, rushes to judgment, and fears that the FBI is coming for you, even though the agency is opening new investigations with China to the tune of one every 12 hours and barely has the staff to keep up with current threats, the echo chamber has been loud this week, with some on the right even preparing for a civil war against who? Well, that's not entirely clear. But what is clear is that such rhetoric can't be simply disregarded as crazy talk when we all live through the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol, an attack that was even coordinated among right-wing groups. That being said, I asked Senator Graham what his message was for these people who have spoken of taking up arms to once again fight for President Trump. Well, number one, uh, violence is not the answer to any political problem. We have institutions in this country, and there's a lack of faith in many of them for a reason. But here's what I would say. I would say that we need to go to the ballot box to take out our frustrations, that Republicans like myself, 
You know, I, I supported the Mueller investigation. I actually introduced legislation with Democrats to make sure that special counsels couldn't be fired without cause because I do believe in the idea of uh, oversight and transparency and everybody's, nobody's above the law. Well, what did I learn from the Mueller investigation? The FBI, when it comes to Trump, has lost their way. This unending desire to destroy Trump and his family is frustrating. President Trump and I got started off kind of tough, but I admired him as president. I don't agree with everything he says or does. I've talked to him twice today, and I told him that, you know, there's legal systems in this country, avail yourself of it, and time will tell as to what's going on. But to those who feel like you need to, to violently react, the answer is don't. What you need to do is you need to make sure you show up and vote to stop some of this madness. And we do have a legal system in this country, and we'll get to the bottom of it like did with Mueller investigation. And unsurprisingly, on Thursday, an armed man allegedly tried to break into the FBI field office in Cincinnati and was killed after an hours-long standoff. This comes amid a flurry of threats against the FBI. During his press conference on Thursday, U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland stood by the work of his employees. Let me address recent unfounded attacks on the professionalism of the FBI and Justice Department agents and prosecutors. I will not stand by silently when their integrity is unfairly attacked. The men and women of the FBI and the Justice Department are dedicated, patriotic public servants. Every day, they protect the American people from violent crime, terrorism, and other threats to their safety while safeguarding our civil rights. They do so at great personal sacrifice and risk to themselves. I am honored to work alongside them. That came during Garland's brief press conference, stating that the Department of Justice was seeking to have the search warrant and inventory of property removed from Mar-a-Lago be unsealed on Friday. The Washington Post reported that some documents in Trump's possession dealt with nuclear weapons, a.k.a. the crown jewels of state secrets, being held in an unsecure location. Now, these are documents that experts say are handled in sensitive, compartmented information facilities, or SCIFs. These, like all classified information, but especially these, aren't meant to be taken home. We expect more details in the coming days. Let's move on to 2024 Watch featuring Nikki Haley. That's right, the former governor and U.S. United Nations Ambassador Nikki Haley was on Fox News Sunday on August 7th and was asked by host Mike Emanuel if she was considering a presidential run in 2024. Her answer to this question continues to evolve, and this response, well, was no different. What I will tell you is, look, um, if there's a place for me, I look at the craziness in the world. I look at what's happening with this woke culture in our schools, wanting our kids to decide their gender. I look at the fact that we've got men playing women's sports. I look at the fact that we've got our military focused on gender pronoun classes. What I will tell you is we need to snap out of it. This is absolute craziness. We've got enemies trying to come after us. And America has been naive. It's been weak and it's been asleep at the wheel. I'm just saying sometimes it takes a woman. And Margaret Thatcher said, if you want something said, ask a man. If you want something done, ask a woman. We should not take our eyes off of 2022. If we don't win in 2022, there won't be a 2024. So we need to stay humble, disciplined, and win that. And then if there's a place for me, 
I've never lost a race. I'm not going to start now. We'll see what happens and we'll go forward. But we need to get America strong again. We need to start focusing on our foreign policy in a way we haven't done in a while. And we're going to need to focus on it for the next 20 years. We need to bring sanity back to our domestic policy. And we need to start fighting for Americans again, fighting for their wallets, fighting for their children's education, fighting for opportunities and making sure we get back on track. I'll do whatever I can to make that happen. We'll all just have to wait and see how the use of the criminal justice system changes the timeline and tune of the 2024 road to the White House. And President Joe Biden and his family touched down in Air Force One at Joint Base Charleston on Wednesday for their vacation at Kiowa Island. While the White House didn't reveal many details of the trip, the New York Post reported that the Bidens are staying at the 10,500-square-foot beachfront mansion of prominent Democratic donor Maria Alwyn. The property was listed earlier this year for a cool $20 million, and the Bidens, who are friends with Alwyn, have stayed there before. President Biden, if you're bored on the beach, give us a ring. Tell us how your trip is going. Tell us what people are saying if you've been out and about. We'd love to hear about it. 803-563-7169. That's, again, a shout-out to President Biden, who's vacationing in Kiwa. Let us know how you're enjoying the Palmetto State. The people want to know. 803-563-7169. Inflation, yes, our favorite word on the podcast. The July Consumer Price Index numbers came out on Wednesday, and they were better than some economists expected, with inflation running at 8.5% from a year ago, thanks in large part to declining energy prices. That offset a 1.1% monthly gain in food prices and a 0.5% increase in shelter costs. Now, from June to July, across urban areas, prices didn't change. So that's the zero inflation number that you've been hearing about from President Biden and other economists. When you look at core inflation, which removes the volatile energy and food costs, it rose 5.9% annually and was up 0.3% month to month. And like we said, food prices are soaring. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics reports that the food index is up 11% for the year. Some examples, butter, it's up 26%. Eggs surging 38%, and coffee is up more than 20% for the year. I've even stopped buying eggs, just gonna tell everyone that. I've been eating only oatmeal for breakfast, and I'm fine. I'm loving it. But to combat inflation, the Federal Reserve has increased benchmark borrowing rates by 2.25 percentage points so far in 2022, with more increases expected. Now we'll see what the Fed does in September. They may opt to raise rates by 0.5% as a result of this report instead of another 0.75. Speaking of prices, AAA says the average gallon of gas in South Carolina is now $3.52, and the national average for a gallon of regular has also fallen below $4 for the first time since March 5th. Moving on, the Post and Courier reports that the low-cost carrier Breeze Airways is launching more nonstop flights between Charleston and the West Coast this fall, bringing its number of destinations across the country from Charleston International Airport to 21. The Utah-based carrier will offer a new transcontinental route to Los Angeles and another flight to Phoenix. The nonstop flight to the Arizona capital is a first for Charleston. The Los Angeles flights will start November 4th on Fridays and Mondays, and the Phoenix flights will start November 2nd on Wednesday and Saturday. 
Breeze will also offer one-stop, no-change-of-plane, also known as a breeze-through service, from Charleston to Provo, Utah, six times a week, and similar daily service between Charleston and Los Angeles, both starting November 2nd. Now, the airline started flying in May 2021 and is run by CEO David Nealman, who founded JetBlue. And keeping with airlines and planes and things that go up in the air, Boeing delivered its first 787 in more than a year, following a pause due to manufacturing flaws and a newly implemented mitigation plan that federal regulators have signed off on. American Airlines took delivery of the twin-aisle jet manufactured exclusively at Boeing's North Charleston plant. Boeing said earlier this year that the production defects in a drop in output during the delivery hold will cost it $5.5 billion, according to CNBC. Some 120 aircraft have been awaiting delivery, but required the approval of the Federal Aviation Administration after improper spacing between sections of the fuselage was discovered. The Seattle Times reports that the FAA will inspect each individual aircraft before an airworthiness certificate is issued and is cleared for delivery. Boeing said Wednesday that none of the manufacturing flaws are an immediate safety of flight concern for the 787s currently flying with airlines around the world. And we have a brief, brief, brief medical section for you to get caught up on the CDC's new COVID guidance. Regardless of vaccination status, you should isolate from others when you have COVID-19. This is, this is obvious, folks. You should also isolate if you are sick and suspect that you have COVID-19, but do not yet have test results. That's important because you're infectious, probably. If your test results are positive, follow these recommendations. If your results are negative, well, you can get out of isolation, folks. Don't listen to me. Now, if you test positive for COVID-19, stay home for at least five days and isolate from others in your home. You, again, are likely most infectious during these first five days. Wear a high-quality mask if you must be around others at home and in public. Do not go places where you are unable to wear a mask, including travel and public transportation settings. Stay home and separate from others as much as possible. Again, this is if you tested positive for COVID-19. If you had no symptoms, you may end isolation after day five. If you had symptoms, you may end isolation after day five if, if you are fever-free for 24 hours without the use of fever-reducing medication and if your symptoms are improving. If you still have a fever or your other symptoms have not improved, you need to continue to isolate until they do. Also, if you had moderate illness, like shortness of breath or difficulty breathing, or severe illness, which required hospitalization, or you have a weakened immune system, you need to isolate through day 10. If you had severe illness or have a weakened immune system, consult your doctor before ending isolation. Ending isolation without a viral test may not be an option for you. And the CDC is also recommending that instead of quarantining if you were exposed to COVID-19, that you wear a high-quality mask for 10 days and get tested on day five. Welcome to the wind-down section, our little break from the news. We talk about life during the pandemic and want to hear your stories as well. Sometimes we still talk about the news, but that's just the nature of the beast, folks. Let us know what you're up to. Again, like we asked you at the top... 
what you're up to, if you're getting COVID again, if the kids are going back to school, if you are President Joe Biden vacationing in Kiowa Island or any member of his family, give us a call. We all know you know the number, 803-563-7169. Leave us a message, your name, and where you're calling from. We love hearing from you folks. A.T.? Yes. Has the president called? <laughs> the president hasn't called. He's a, he is a known listener. Huge lead head. Yeah. I hear him say the phone number all the time. I hear him telling it to other people. If you look at I his mean, remarks, you can figure out how he's just, yeah, we can yes. decide. If it. you take the sixth letter of the seventh word yes. he says in each speech and you line them up. It's right there. It's right there. They do it in front of our eyes. They don't even try to hide it. Anyway, Gavin, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Good. It's I'm, been It's been a journey here. Yeah, I mean, I've been testing negative since Sunday, but then I did a PCR test on Tuesday that on, what, Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday came back positive, so it was in the office, but that same positive, so I'm staying out of the office even though I'm fine, no symptoms, and, if, and when you listen to that CDC recommendations, I mean, I'm above and beyond that, but out of an abundance of caution, I'm back abundance. home. Yes, I mean, I mean, I love this. We're, we're, you're ruining my lunch right now, but that's okay. I mean, You don't take okay. lunch until we, 1 o'clock. <laughs> don't tell them when we record, Gavin, okay? <laughs> don't this just is secret tell them. stuff. I okay? literally base everything around your lunch schedule. Trust me. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. I'm glad you're healthy. You sound so much better. Thank I'm sure you. the listeners I feel so strong. They, go go back and listen to, to an episode from last week and, and just compare and contrast how Gavin sounds. <laughs> yeah, if you're binging, you're like, oh my gosh, the evolution is uncanny. Okay, Gavin. So we do have a call for the last call of my birthday week. Mm. I don't know if they wish me happy birthday here. So that's just unfortunate for you. Yeah, them. the president needs to call and wish you a happy birthday. This is yeah, kind of he rude. Does. <laughs> anyway, to the call, are you ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. Hey, this is Kevin from Lexington again. Uh, first thing, sorry, Gavin, that you got the COVID. Uh, remember, lots of fluids and watch old reruns of the episodes of Friends. Um, just a few things, like y'all mentioned state parks. We always recommend Hamilton Branch State Park and Greenwood State Park. Plenty of playgrounds and water for everyone. I'm pretty excited about an $8 pair of earbuds I got from Five Below. Uh, we're still counting down to our trip up north, where we get to run through all the tolls and see if we're better at that than we were last year. Uh, finished up Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice. So chalk that off my list. Now I'm on to Clive Cussler. Uh, quite a difference in authors, but hey, variety is good. Um, and the last thing I've noticed from your last few callers is everyone has a nickname. I don't know if that's like a different level, like I have to call a certain amount of times or get like platinum love club level or something, but one day maybe I could get a nickname. All right. Y'all feel better? Uh, have a good rest of the summer. Stay cool. Watch out for all the thunderstorms. Thank you, Kevin. I was definitely drinking a lot of fluids, a lot of tea. I was just mainlining tea, it seemed like. Uh, instead of watching reruns of Friends, I was watching reruns of The West Wing. So close mm -hmm. enough, similar. Same, <laughs> sort of same thing. And I also knocked out three books. Uh, I know what you're talking about. It's, I'm still behind on trying to reach my goal of 30 books this year. Uh, according to Goodreads, it kind of keeps you on track on how you're going to reach your goal, and I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm far behind this, obviously. Oh, so. you, you've, fallen, you've fallen behind the status bar? I'm trying to catch up now. And then so I- Did you set the 30 books? Yeah. 
Okay. Me, me, okay. my, my. Yeah. Me, I think I did my, like 22 oh. last year. I'm like, let's, let's knock it up a little bit. And it's funny because I also just checked out The Stand. You know, we're talking mm-hmm. about that huge book by uh, huge. Stephen King. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to read it, <laughs> but I need to get a couple easy wins first before I dedicate myself to an 800 tome. You know, you could probably break that into numerous books. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I juggle some books here and there. So. But like you should count the stand as two and a half books. Or yeah, something, yeah, is what I'm saying. Thank you. Just because it is huge, mm-hmm. it is, it's literally three and a half inches thick. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's it's too much. Not that you would see a physical book. You're Mr. Kindle over here. Oh God, the Kindle! I can I can take it on walks with me. I can take Hate it any half Kindle will travel. Oh yeah, I walk and read, baby. <laughs> That's that well, psychopathic. I, go, I take it down to the track. I'm near the track, so I can just walk in circles and just read it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You it's totally psychotic. I agree. Because <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I can do it. I, I won't get sick. <laughs> oh, I won't get sick. I, I promise. I promise I won't get sick. I won't get sick. <laughs> anyway, Gavin, uh, we I, I do want to tell the listeners that uh, ETV has an unofficial kickball league yeah now. we shouldn't even be talking about it but we, we shouldn't can talk even about be it. talking about it it's very dangerous it's very <laughs> dangerous for you to even be listening about it we shouldn't be talking about it but anyway yeah but <laughs> so we had our first practice on we did. on two on wednesday and um i would say you're probably the star of the kickball team i, I literally think? am not trying to be the star of anything <laughs> literally not i'm just like i was very excited when i started <laughs> yes. catching like i told you like it was it could have gone one or two ways Yes, I could have completely like that first catch. That the first very catch, first catch. You saw it in my yes. eyes. He, if if Gavin he made this catch and thank God he did because mm-hmm. if he hadn't, oh God, that would have been it. He would have walked Stormed off. off. He'd have been he'd have been gone. The PTSD of my childhood would have erupted in a way that I don't even know I could explain it. <laughs> Every latent inadequacy that you personally feel would have boiled up immediately to the surface <laughs> and you would have blown a gasket and yeah. left. <laughs> and it w- I, mind you, I'm being told this is the least competitive uh, league in Colombia, which I'm happy yes. about because I don't I mean, th- I don't want to like I just don't get care. injured. I don't care. Yeah. Like, it'll be fun. I want to I want to do our best. I don't care if we win or lose. I just want us to do our best. For me, that yeah. means, you know, Maybe being, you know, very active and making sure I can catch the ball, throw the ball, whatever. Kicking was a lot better than I thought was going to be. I had some good just, puns. You, you are a solid first I baseman. Love that. I, I want everyone to know Gavin says punts. He means punts. Instead of throwing the ball back in, no matter where he was, if he caught it, he punted it back. But <laughs> then they start going a little here and there, so I need to be a little – I'm always worried about that. I was never a great – You almost I mean, kicked one You almost kicked one down a mountain. Well, let's let's did, be honest yes. here. But I was never – like you know, I wasn't very <laughs> athletic as a child. Um, I did have a lot of flashbacks to like my dad coaching baseball and the, you heard it come out, you know, where he we're was a talking about your dad what? was a yeller. Oh yeah. I mean, and that's my why dad I, was it. And me being who I am, I, I also yelled back, which was my mm-hmm. issue with organized sports. I just don't really up, take dad. direction that well coaching, however you want to say it. Like I've See, said before again, in, in another instance, your father <laughs> present there yelling, my dad, Shows up five minutes before the end, picks me up, doesn't care how the game went. Well, the man was coaching, so like he was involved. He's like telling everyone where to go and da da da. I'm like I just I just couldn't handle it as a child. And even during soccer, I would like I would yell back on the field to my dad. He's not a bad guy. It's just it, I just couldn't handle it. So that's why I uh, ran we, cross yeah. country in high school because mm-hmm. you see people once maybe an entire race, and that was that mm-hmm. was my level of engagement. <laughs> I was a baseball guy. We got to say we got to give a shout out to Mister. Mr. Everything, Vince Colblugo. Oh, wow. He was pitching. He was ripping bombs. And there was one moment, my favorite moment of the whole time, is Vince kicked a pretty good kick. Booting. He has a boot. Booted it. 
and you were moving backwards and you stopped and you're like, okay, I got this. And then you, when you realized it was still going to go over your head, you just shrieked. The shriek. <laughs> you went, ha! Ha! <laughs> <laughs> it's all I, nothing is staged, folks. This is all 100% authenticity. You got to come out to it a game. It was the best. I mean, it was. Oh, you guys really should. We should tweet out our uh, our schedule just so we have like an yeah. inordinately large fan section. Yeah, because we needed the intimidation factor, and we got a lot of listeners it's in Colombia. All we got going for us. Otherwise, 100%. we're getting ten run ruled every single game. But that's okay. I don't really. Care. But um, I want I want to lose. And then Amy, my producer over my TV producer, she she had a couple <laughs> scream catches too but you know and no, it was funny because anything. a lot of she had a she might have one catch but she a lot would of like, call people the ball would come at her and she would scream so yes <laughs> but she had some good she, kicks so that i'm, I'm encouraged she by that kicked actually pretty well and uh but like she was producing out on the field when a ball would come anywhere she would be like you go get yeah. that you come over here catch it but i will say it's just it was just so much fun to be active in that way because it is just so different you know i haven't done mm-hmm. this you haven't played like this in a while and it's for fun and like some people do like pick up basketball games i just i don't do any of that stuff so to have something like this and the camaraderie with like some of your fun co-workers it was it was a lot of fun so regardless it was a, it was what a happens, blast we'll be having absolute fun. blast yeah i don't care about winning i just care about having having a blast with my pals you know and just seeing gavin rip absolute bombs you know <laughs> you were you That's had some I, good kicks well, I have a bad foot, you so do. I had to kick lefty, and so I'm not a lefty. I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn. I know. I had a couple of toe kicks. I, I was feeling it the next day. I was like, don't okay. Do I, yeah, I, I don't do that. I try not to, but it just, the boot. Do you want to know how washed up I am? <laughs> I Takes got drag home. off cigarette. You want to know how washed up I am? <laughs> I got home, <laughs> and I iced, I iced down my foot after kickball <laughs> practice. I was well, just being careful. You need to. I was just being careful. I yeah. don't think I needed it, but I was being careful. I'm very excited this season to peg base runners. I think I'm going <laughs> to excel at that. Yeah, anyway, yeah, Gavin. Definitely. Let's say let's we'll, we'll keep you guys updated. We have our first game next week. Uh DM if interested, baby. Yeah. Uh, and Gavin, say goodbye to everyone. Have a yeah, good that'll, weekend. Yeah, that'll be the closest we'll get to at least having some live tapings as you watching us play kickball at this moment right now. But we'll have those live tapings and and more for you later on this year for sure. And again, thank you Kevin for listening to the pod and everyone else. Give us your appreciation. Show us your appreciation like Kevin did. 803-563-7169. Kevin, we will work on getting you a nickname. It will just present itself as they always do. A lot of those nicknames are because people live in Jakarta or the Grand Strand. Lexington, we got a Lexington man. We'll figure it out. Figure it out. We'll figure it out, Kevin. Promise. You can also stay up to date with the latest news on SCETV.org and SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. And don't forget to support your local newspapers. For the South Carolina lead, I'm Gavin Jackson. Be well, South Carolina. No, 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 no. His dad said we could use it. He owns it, all right? It's his dad. Owns it. <laughs>